ready to hear a scary story? Hi, Faith. Hi, Tori. <laughs> How's it going? Great. Good. Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, welcome to Lattes and Screams, the podcast that is nothing about coffee and everything about ghosts. I'm Tori. And I'm Faith. And good morning for you. It's 5 p.m. for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you yawning? Yes. <laughs> she kept like going away from the mic and I was like, what is she doing? She was yawning. Yawning. I'm very tired and I woke up at a decent time and I've been going to bed really early, so I don't know what's wrong. What did you do today? Um, I went and got food and I went to Ikea. Oh, that's Ikea. It. I love Ikea. Great. It was my first time. Um, we walked around the whole entire place, literally yeah, the whole that's thing. What, that's what you do. Yeah. And <laughs> that's how was, Ikea works. I've no, Well, I've never been. So we walked around the whole entire place, looked at every single thing did you go into all the rooms like uh not all of them but most of them that like the ones that were big and had like bathrooms mm-hmm. connected we went to all those because that's so cool did you see the one my favorite room in our ikea is there's hats on the wall and it's like a bed there's a tray on the bed and then there's like a little mantle of the fireplace and then the bathroom <gasps> oh, that's my yeah, favorite room yeah, in our yeah. ikea i love it and then the one with the orange like the brown couch that's like a little studio. I don't remember oh, that one. I want a brown couch so bad. Wait, it had the whole bathroom and everything connected? Yes. Then I probably went and through it. It was like a loft bed. Oh, yeah, yeah. It had a loft bed and then yes. also had a different bed. Yes. Yes, I, I want that couch. I, I just want a brown attention. couch. I want a yellow couch. I really Ooh, want a yellow yeah. couch. I, um, TikTok taught me because I didn't know the name of my style, like what I like in house. Mm-hmm. It's eclectic, eclectic. I'm going to look that up on Pinterest. It's, yes. Look it up on <laughs> Pinterest. It's like all of the colorful stuff that like mismatched yeah. just a lot. Hmm. And it has inspired me to stop matching things because I'm like, oh, I want all the colors in my room to match. No, screw that. I don't care. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying I'm to do. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. It's a pretty... I think that's something you would like too. Yeah. That's why I'm going to paint my dresser emerald green. That's cool. I like a really dark blue dresser and I loved it. I wasn't going to do like any cool color but then i was like you know i'm gonna do blue did you paint it yeah with like paint paint when a long time ago it was white um it was in the trash it was white oh yeah cool and so it was like white but it was also chipped everywhere yeah and had these ugly did like, you do that here in florida yeah oh. not long ago actually it was During like quarantine? a few months ago yeah oh what the heck I see. There's so many things I want to do during quarantine, but I don't have a garage. Neither do you. But yeah, if I had a garage, ugh, it was Facebook a lot of fun. marketplace. <laughs> Ooh. it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I went and bought new knobs and like painted yeah, it really dark blue. I do blue. remember you buying knobs. Yeah, oh, that's what I want to do with the little dresser I just bought, mm-hmm. but green. That's nice. Cool. See, yeah, if I had a garage, I would buy so much. Me too. If I had room for everything. Yes. Oh. All right, sorry, little furniture <laughs> rant over. I've been into like me and Katie, my roommate, are trying to redecorate our apartment right now. That's fine. Because now there's only two of us, so we're trying to like make it more suitable for two people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's our Christmas tree still up, so we have a long way to go. <laughs> long way. Uh, it's fine. Hi, ghost. Aw, say hi. Say hi. Never mind. <laughs> I was just looking at my notes, and it says January 11th. 
because I just made some adjustments today. And I feel like we just recorded like yesterday. We did record just a couple days ago. I know, but just I, it feels like yesterday and you said it was January 7th and now it's already January 11th and I'm like, how? <laughs> how did it go by that fast? I don't it's, know. It's only been like four days. It feels like it, but it feels like we just recorded yesterday. So yeah. I'm like, how did it, how's it already January 11th? Yeah. Nothing's really happened in these last four days. I worked one day. This is stupid. <laughs> seven to like three. Stupid. Yeah, I oh. went into work the other day and it was like 8.30 to 1. I left at like 1. I was like, what am I, why? We're about to be broke. <laughs> huh? We're about to be broke. For real. Oh. Um... Before we get into it, follow us on Instagram at Lattes and Screams. Follow us on Twitter at Lattes Screams. Facebook.com slash Lattes and Screams. And then if you want to donate to us to help our podcast grow, ko-fi.com slash Lattes and Screams. And you can find all these links on our Instagram. And if you have a cool story to send us, send it to Lattes and Screams at gmail.com. Or text me or DM us on Instagram. You know, any anything you want to do. <laughs> Any of them. Um, all any of, them. of them. Um, We don't have much of a coffee catch-up this week, but we do want to say that we know we said we were going to ask um, about the sleep, uh, loose, sleep paralysis thing. Yeah. And have him contact his brother and see if we could. We don't know if that's possible. Yeah, we don't know if that's possible. So if that ever happens, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. But, but right now, it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it, he was visiting him. Yeah, that's we can just say that. Yeah, we can just say that. <laughs> I, if, if I didn't love you all so much, I'd lie to you and tell you that we figured out that you did visit him. <laughs> we just make up a whole story. We just make up every paranormal experience <laughs> that happens to us. Honestly, nobody would know. Nobody would know. No one's going to know. No one's going to know. How would they know? <laughs> uh, do you have anything else that happened these last few days? No, literally nothing. Nothing at all. Nice. When I was researching for this story, I was in my room alone and I like kept hearing noises out in the kitchen and in my head, I convinced myself something was out in the kitchen. (laughs) And so I came out and I was like going to like go see what it was. And in my head, I created this scenario that all of my cabinets were just going to be open. Like I was going (laughs) to walk into the kitchen all the cabinets were going to be open. And then I was trying to plan what I would do if that happened. Like, would I grab my cats? I'd have to grab my keys because I'd have to leave. So I'd probably try to grab the cats. Yeah. So I planned, like, everything that I was going to do if I walked down <laughs> those cabinets were open. They weren't. Everything was fine. <laughs> it was the ice maker. So I just turned off the ice maker. That's so funny that you're just like, okay, I'm going to have to grab my keys mm-hmm. and run. Yes. This is what an overthinker does. <gasps> That's so funny. Could you imagine, though, if, like, you did walk out here and they were all open? I had the, I had it planned, but I would do already. I would grab my cats, grab my keys, and leave, and my wallet. I create so many false scenarios in my head. I'm always prepared. <laughs> do you ever do that, like, a conversation? Like, you plan in your head how the conversation's mm-hmm. going to go, and it never it goes mm-hmm. that way. Like, when you're really mad wrong. at somebody, yes. and you're like, I'm going to say this, and then they're going to say that, and then I'm going to – and that's just not how it goes. because no, <laughs> if I confront someone, I usually cry. <laughs> you're like – I'm going to be mean there. Yep. And then you start crying. <laughs> and then you're in the shower like, oh, I could have said this. This is how I should have said it. Yeah. And then you think about it forever. <laughs> yep. I've done that. The reason I stress out so much is because I create all these false scenarios in my head and they stress me out. <laughs> They're never real. But... Oh, that's funny. All right, Faith. What are we doing this week? We're doing California. 
knows how to party. <laughs> um, our dad gave us a really cool idea, which I think it's a good idea to do, um, like haunted movie sets, like when they were recording movies to maybe find like haunted. Yeah, that's not what stories. we're doing this week. No, that's but... not what we're doing this week. But that'd be really cool to yeah. do. Maybe next week. Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah, cool. I think that'd be fun because like I think it happens. Can. I think it's common. Yes. Because you've told a story and that's happened, right? I think The Exorcist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm sure there's a lot of movie sets that are haunted, especially for scary movies. I think about that all the time. Like, how do you just film a scary movie and it not be cursed? Yeah, not bring the ghost. Yeah. I like seeing, like, behind-the-scenes photos of scary movies. Have you seen the ones from It? <laughs> they're no. They're so funny. I don't these, think I've ever seen any of them. They're so funny because they're just chilling. Just <laughs> chilling in Cedar Rapids. Um, okay, so California. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? <laughs> you good? <laughs> She's such a... So Waffle likes rough. Mm-hmm. He, he likes to be pet like a Great Dane likes to be pet. Ghost a little turd and like you touch her and she's like oh i like this no don't touch me but i want to be touched no don't touch me my baby she like almost scooted right off the table maybe she saw a ghost and i don't care who goes first who went first last time oh last time was not it was a while ago you can go first okay okay i'm gonna be doing it off of winchester mystery house and some people might have heard of this. Like, I think it's actually a bigger story. Yeah. I just never heard of it. You never heard of Winchester before this? No, you oh, have? yeah. With all the rooms and everything? Yeah, no, yeah. I've never heard of this. When I was reading, I was like, dang, this is so cool. And I, like, reading onto it, I was like, this must be an actual big I've thing. I researched it before just on my own personal time. Really? Like, yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, never heard of it. People probably have heard of it then. <laughs> <laughs> I just have not. Winchester Mystery House was built by Sarah Winchester, wife to William Winchester, heir to the Winchester Reaping Arms Company, which is actually still a company today. They sell guns. It's actually still a thing. Yeah. Sarah was born around 1840 in Connecticut and had it really good growing up. She knew four languages, played multiple instruments, and attended the best schools around. When she got older, she eventually married William, who was wealthy because of the Winchester Company. Eventually, they had a daughter in 1866 and named her Annie. Unfortunately, a few weeks later, Annie died unexpectedly. She had some kind of condition. I just don't know. Mm. I don't remember what it was called. So she was a baby when she died? Yeah, like Aww, a few weeks old. That's so sad. Yeah. And that was her only, there was her only kid. Mm. Then around 1880, William's father, owner of the Winchester Company, died, meaning William takes over the company and gets the family's fortune. But then in 1881, so just a year after that, William dies, I think, from tuberculosis. Oh. I think so. That sucks. Leaving roughly $20 million, which is over $500 million, <gasps> like in today's type of money. Wait, what did he do? Uh, they owned the, oh, the Winchester the Company, the Reaping yeah, Arms Company. People love their guns. Yeah. $500 million today. When was this back in what time period? 1881 is okay, when he yeah. died. So she was like wars were going on yeah she was born in 1840 so a long time ago on top of that she got 50 percent of the company having her bring in a thousand dollars a day which is equal to twenty six thousand dollars a day in today's money 
every single day. $26,000 would is if a it day? was in this time period. So back then it was $1,000, but in this time period it would be $26,000. Even $1,000 a day is a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, and she only owned half of the company. She only got half of the company. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oof. Obviously this was great. In the wrong business. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the company's still a thing. Like that's a long time. That is a long time. Obviously, this was great, but now she had no one. She lost her only child and her husband, and because she was so sad and didn't know what to do next, she decided to hire a medium. She hoped to get advice from her loved ones on what to do next with her life. No one actually knows the specifics of what happened, but people say that the medium was able to connect with William, and he told Sarah to leave Connecticut and move to California. He apparently also told her what to do with the money. He said that she should build a house for her and the spirits of those who had fallen victim to the Winchester rifles. So anybody that had died due to one of their rifles. Mm-hmm. So like people think that she built the house out of guilt. Like she just felt very guilty. Which it wasn't even her company. Supposedly this was the only way she could avoid the ghost revenge. Revenge. She was also told that she would have to build nonstop. Really? All the time. She'd have to keep building. Oh my goodness. Some theories say that as soon as the construction was finished she would die. But after talking with the medium, Sarah moved to San Jose, California and bought a small, unfinished farmhouse. It wasn't actually small. It's just small compared to what it is now. It's like Mm -hmm. eight bedrooms. But Mm -hmm. compared to what the house is now, it was small. And she built the new house off of that. When finished, the house that she built ended up taking 38 years to build. I'm pretty sure that's from when she bought it to when she died. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, It had 160 rooms. 47 fireplaces, 10,000 panes of glass, two basements, and three elevators. Two basements? Two. Did they connect to each other? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, wouldn't it just be one huge basement? (laughs) It's They're probably two separate. Um, Also, she had three elevators, and back then it was not very common for people to have, like, that type of stuff in their house. It's also not common now to have an elevator. Well, yeah. (laughs) But it was really uncommon back then to have, like, one elevator. And she had three. And she had three. This house was huge, but how she built it was very weird. She built staircases that led to nowhere and doors that would open to dead end walls. I've seen like a picture and one staircase just led to the ceiling and it just stopped. One door opens to an eight foot drop to the kitchen sink. <laughs> another one opening to a 15 foot drop to the garden. Oh my outside. goodness. Just drops to outside if you were to walk out. Some windows were placed where no light could get in and there were many secret passages. So like Ooh, just I love when, secret passages. Oh, me too. If I ever if I ever had that money, I would probably build a house like this too. I think secret. that'd be so fun. <laughs> Not fully like that, but I would have secret passages for sure. Me too. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I don't know. And what if something happens? You have to be prepared for yeah. any situation. For real. You could just go hide in your secret passage. They'd yes. never find you. Um one secret passage was a cabinet that went open, extended through thirty rooms of the house. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it wasn't just like a little secret passageway or like a little sequel. Was there any other way to get to those 30 rooms? I Probably not. Because it wouldn't be secret then. It wouldn't matter. There would be no point to the secret passageway. It's a whole other house. Goodness. 30 rooms. In 1906, a massive earthquake hit and heavily damaged the top three stories of the house. That didn't matter because she had four other stories. (laughs) (laughs) It was seven? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um... So she removed the top three after they were damaged. She decided to not rebuild them. She just removed them, leaving four stories, which is what is left today. So it's still a four-story house. 
seven stories. That's what? crazy. She took this as a sign of being too close to finishing construction, so this gave her more time to work on the house. No one really knows why she built the house like this, but theories are that she built the house like a maze to trick the ghosts to keep her to keep them lost so they couldn't, couldn't get to her. Oh. So, like, they could never find her. Still, she took extra precautions by sleeping in different rooms every night and would take secret passageways to get around the house. So she wouldn't just walk through her house normally. She would take the That's secret like, passageways. Did she live alone? Uh, she constantly had people, like, working on the house. So she okay. was constantly with, like, I just feel like that's workers. such a sad life that you're constantly paranoid. Yeah. Because she just felt so guilty, which is so sad. That's really yeah, sad. That is sad. Um, but, yeah, I think her niece also lived with her because she worked for her. Okay. But, yeah, and then she also always had people there working on the house. She didn't do it by herself because yeah. that would be really hard. <laughs> Sarah eventually died in 1822 due to a heart failure. Did she stop construction, like, right before that? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it stopped due to her dying or if Like, she, if it stopped before her Before dying. her dying. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't say. It just said they took 36 years. So, I, does, did I say when they built the house? I mean, bought the house? I don't think I said that, but we can find that and do the math and see if she okay. finished construction. When she died, she left all of her belongings to her niece who had worked for her. However, the Winchester house was never mentioned in the will. So she gave it to no one. And I think that like maybe she didn't give it to any of her family so they didn't have to deal with it and deal with the ghosts and deal with like the revenge that they wanted. Probably. So she was just like, I won't give it to anybody. Just stops here. Um, sorry. I, she bought the house in 1886 and then died in 1922. I'll do the math. Yeah. What if it wasn't even 38 years? 36 years. And it took 38 years to complete? Yeah, so maybe they built on after her. No, because <laughs> one of the pages I did research off of is wrong. Maybe it said thir- maybe it said 36. I think I wrote 38. 38 years, yeah. Maybe it was 36. Maybe I wrote it wrong. Oh, well. Well, it was 36 years, guys, not 38. Eventually, appraisers came in and deemed the house pretty much worthless because of its strange design. Oh. Yeah, so it was like worth nothing pretty much. For for what it is. Yeah. Which, what the heck? would be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'd pay a lot of money for it. Well, with its history, if you were... They probably weren't appraising it, like, with its history. Yeah. Because she never, like, admitted to it being a haunted house. After her niece auctioned all of Sarah's belongings, a local investor, investor purchased the house for $135,000. That's it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she spent... 30, 36 years building it and all of her money. That's what all of her money went to. Aww. Yeah, and it was only worth $135,000. And you should see how big this house is. You've seen yeah, picture. I've seen it's pictures. huge. He then refurnished it, and just five months after Sarah died, the house was open to the public for tours. So not long after she died, everything was done and it was open. So he was just like, this house is cool. Let's open it for people to come in. <laughs> Over the years, owners were still uncovering secrets about this house. In 2016, they found a secret passage, like a secret attic filled with random items. In oh, 2016. That's so cool. Yeah, it took them that long to find this. So, like, how many more could there be? Yeah. Um, and inside, there were just random items like paintings and like a Victorian couch. I think there was like a dress. What's that called? Body mannequin type oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a mannequin type thing. Just the random items, like nothing, nothing worth a lot of money. Yeah. Why would they be in a secret attic? I don't know. 
Um, but I think that's really cool because yeah. what's still in there? Yeah, like, what so are cool. they still? Maybe there's a third covering? basement. <laughs> Uh, one day like the floor breaks and they fall into the third basement and they're like what sarah also never did any interviews never kept any journal and none of her family would speak about her or the house which nobody knows why so nobody knows like actually what went on what was in her like head so it was all speculation yeah it's all like a theory on top of the whole mystery of sarah in the house people were reporting ghosts in the house Sarah never admitted that she was building a haunted house, even though that's clear what she was doing if that, I mean, if she was building for the ghosts, you're building a haunted house. But contractors that worked on the house said on multiple occasions, Sarah would hold seances in local, with local mediums to connect with the good spirits inside the house. Sometimes she would even take their advice on what to do with the house. So she was constantly like talking to ghosts Mm -hmm. throughout building the house. And people saw that. People have felt tugs on their clothes, heard footsteps, and seen shadows. A number of employees and visitors have claimed to cross paths with who they believed is Clyde. They described him as having jet black hair and a mustache, sometimes seen pushing a wheelbarrow in the basement and repairing the fireplace in the ballroom. One of the first times he was seen, a worker went to management and said, We really like the actor who is repairing the ballroom fireplace wearing white overalls and a Victorian boater hat. Management then replied, huh? We didn't hire an actor. What the heck? That's when they figured out it was a ghost. Oh my goodness. Um, Clyde is believed to be an old handyman that worked at the house. I'm guessing when Sarah lived there. Yeah. Um, There's like a picture of Clyde and it is the same person. One time, an employee was working early on the house before the tour started, so it was quiet and no one was really around. He was up on a ladder when he felt someone tap on his back. He turned, no one was there. He brushed it off, then continued. And then he felt someone pushing up against his back, like, harder. Obviously frightened, he got off his ladder and left the room to go work on something else. He took this as a sign they didn't want him in there. So he left. Smart. <laughs> Also, a longtime maintenance worker named Danny, no, Denny, also has a story about the Winchester house. He said that one morning he entered the water tower. He heard footsteps above above him. He started to follow them, thinking it was a guest. He was going to tell them that the three-story structure was off limits. But when he was walking up the stairs, the steps seemed to be one step in front of him, one floor above him. So they just kept going as he was walking, like they were going up the stairs. In my head, I'm imagining it's like a spiral staircase. I don't yeah. know if that's it, but that's what that's I'm imagining. What I just in my head. <laughs> yeah. And they're like also walking as he's walking, so he can't ever catch them. Eventually, he hit the roof and there was no one in sight. A tour guide, Samantha, was once giving a tour of the house and she walked the guests to the Daisy bedroom, which was where Sarah was trapped during the 1906 hurricane and apparently one of her favorite bedrooms. Samantha was about to start talking and then she heard a sigh come from the small hallway outside the bedroom. She thought a guest got left behind, so she went to go call the person into the room. At first glance, no one was there, but then her eyes adjusted to the dark hallway, and she saw a, fig- a figure emerge going around the corner. She then stepped around the corner, corner, but saw nothing, so she followed what she seen, but mm-hmm. nothing was actually there. She then heard another deep sigh. She believed it was Sarah Winchester, possibly annoyed that people were in her favorite bedroom. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> she just like... And she's like, get out. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to go sleep. <laughs> the house has had many investigators and mediums. One medium apparently channeled Sarah at a seance he held at the dinner table. He claimed that Sarah expressed happiness that the house had so many visitors, which is really nice. Aww. 
Zach Baggins and the Ghost Hunter team have also been to the house um, and did an investigation. There is an episode on that, and I'm pretty sure it's season five, episode eight. I have not watched it. Zach Baggins. But I know you want to see what Zach Baggins has to say. (laughs) Why do I feel like people hate Zach Baggins? Because people do hate Zach Baggins. I don't know if he did anything. Like, was he canceled? I don't know. Maybe. I just, I don't know why I have a feeling that he was canceled, but I don't know what it would be for. I have no idea. I think that people, I don't know, maybe people just hate him from the show. Yeah, understandable. (laughs) But I don't think a lot of people like him, which is, I don't know. There is also a scary movie based off of this house called Winchester, and it's on Netflix. I have not watched it, but it's I... It's on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was on Netflix. Yeah, I started it last night because when I was telling mom about it, she's like, oh, let's turn it on. And we started it, and it seemed really good. So I'm going to watch. And then I was look, like looking at pictures of the house, and they're very similar. Like the movie to the pictures of the house look very similar. Like they I'll got it pretty it. good. So I, I definitely want to watch it to see what the house looks like. It's creepy. This was really fun to research. I thought it was super cool. Yeah. I love the Winchester house. I would like yeah. to go there. I would too because I do tours. Yeah. And I really want to see it in person because yeah. it's crazy. I want to go into a secret passageway. Yeah. I love Me too. I always wanted to do that. Like the houses that have like hallways in their walls. Yeah. Like the bookshelf. Like what what I always imagine is like a bookshelf moving and then yeah. it'd be like a hallway. Into yes. that. Ooh, that'd be so fun. Ugh. We got to do that. <laughs> now we have one day. Yeah. When we become rich, we're going to do that. Yes. Okay. So my story is over the Queen Mary, which when I told Faith I was doing that, she knew that I was going to do it. <laughs> I literally was like going through and I was like, uh, Tori probably quick picked the Queen Mary, so I won't do it. And then I texted her and I was like, hey, what story did you pick? She's like, I haven't picked yet. And I was like, okay. And I still skipped over the Queen Mary because I was like, Tori's probably going to do it. And she yeah, did. And I did it. <laughs> I did it. Have you heard of the Queen Mary? I've, I've heard of it, yes. And I've, like, watched YouTube videos on it, mm-hmm. but I don't know much about it. Have you ever watched Shane Dawson's video on it? I don't think so. I don't like Shane Dawson anymore, but that video is so funny. <laughs> he went to the Queen Mary. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I don't think I've watched that one, but I have watched some YouTube videos of people going there. Yeah. Before the Queen Mary was the hotel we know today, it was a ship that sailed on the Atlantic Ocean. The construction began in December of 1930, but was soon halted due to the Great Depression. Eventually, after getting a loan to complete the ship, it was launched on September 26, 1934. The ship was named after Mary of Teck, the wife of King George V. It was originally supposed to be named after Queen Victoria, the king's grandmother, but apparently when he was approached for his blessing of the name Victoria, he replied, My wife, Queen Mary, will be very delighted that you're naming the ship after her. So he's like, (laughs) you're naming the ship after Mary. He's like, not Victoria. So I can't tell if the king was a bitch or Mary was a bitch. Yeah. One of them or both of them. One of them or both. (laughs) When she first started sailing, the Queen Mary had five dining areas and lounges, two cocktail bars and swimming pools, a grand ballroom, a squash court, and a small hospital. The ship set a new precedent in transatlantic travel. That's such a hard word. Transatlantic. In transatlantic (laughs) travel, which was very popular amongst the rich and famous. She also held the record for the fastest ever North Atlantic crossing. When World War II broke out in 1939, luxury travel ceased and the ship became a troop ship that became known as the Grey Ghost because it was painted gray. The capacity increased from 2,410 to 5,500. So it like, it more than doubled. Yeah. By the end of the war, the ship had carried more than 800,000 troops and traveled more than 600,000 miles and played a 
big role in almost every major Allied campaign. She also survived a crash at sea, set the record for carrying the most amount of people ever, 16,683. She was originally only supposed to carry like 2,400. Oh, gosh. And was included in a D-Day invasion. At the end of the war, the ship transported more than 22,000 war brides and their children to the U.S. and Canada. These were also known as the Bride and Baby Voyages. After the war, the Queen Mary was refurbished and resumed her cruises in 1947. By this time, though, air travel was becoming more affordable, which made transatlantic travel less popular. The ship also didn't have central air conditioning, outdoor pools, or other luxuries that other cruises had. 20 years later, in 1967, she was withdrawn from service and sold to the city of Long Beach, California to be used as a museum and hotel. The ship went through many different owners and sponsors and faltered many times. During the late 1980s and early 1990s, Disney owned the hotel, which I did not know before. Neither did I. And tried to turn the attraction around on Port Disney that was supposed to include an attraction called Disney Sea. Hmm. Um, In 1992, Disney gave up on the lease on the ship to focus on building what is now today Disney's California Adventure. Mm. And then the Disney Sea concept was recycled a decade later in Japan, which is the Disney Sea we all know. Um, The centerpiece of the American waterfront at Disney Sea, it actually resembles the Queen Mary. So they built a ship there that like is the Queen Mary, basically. Oh, cool. It's in like the American part. Mm -hmm. I don't know when it was that it finally has a stable owner, but they, the Queen Mary went through so many owners like that, like tried and then failed. Yeah. And then it was recently though that they went through like a big construction and redid everything. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. It was in the 2000s. Oh. Over her 60 years, the Queen Mary has been reported to have at least 49 deaths and was included in many terrors of war. So it's no surprise the ship is known as one of the most haunted places in the world with over 150 known spirits. That's insane. That's That's so scary. They're having their own little cruise there. Yeah, for (laughs) real. They're just all partying every day. Um, the engine room, which is located 50 feet below water level, is known to be a hotspot of paranormal activity. One of the doorways down there, called Door 13 in Shaft Alley, crushed at least two men to death at different points in time. The most recent death by the door was in 1966, when an 18-year-old crew member named John Petter was crushed while playing chicken with another crew member. There's another story that he was just working, that, mm-hmm. that um, I think he was like trying to run through it fast while it was closing. Oh, but the more fun one is the chicken. Yeah, he's playing chicken and was crushed to death. Uh, He's also known as Half Hatch Harry. I don't know if that's because like he was cut in half or what. Yeah, but he's also known as Half Hatch Harry. Um, He is said to be seen wearing blue coveralls and sporting a beard, and he walks the length of Shaft Alley before disappearing by door number thirteen. He's also known to leave behind greasy handprints in places that he roams. Another hot spot for paranormal activity is the ship's first and second class swimming pools, which were indoor, apparently. One of them is actually now the theater. Oh, okay. Neither are used today, but women have been seen appearing in 1930s-style swimsuits wandering the decks near the pools. Others have reported the sounds of splashing and have seen wet footprints leading from the deck to the changing rooms. Some people have also seen the ghost of a young girl clutching her teddy bear. The spirit could be the ghost of little Jackie. When Jacqueline Torin was around five or six, she drowned in the ship's second-class pool. Guests have reported hearing her splash, call for her parents, and even respond to questions when prompted. Some even believe she has a friend named Sarah who drowned in the same pool in 1949. 
some people call like Sarah Jackie's protector because sometimes mm-hmm. they're seen together playing and mm-hmm. Jackie seems to be the one protecting Jackie. Or no, Sarah seems to be the one protecting Jackie. Aww. Yeah. Another spirit that hangs out with Jackie and Sarah is Dana. Legend has it that someone murdered a young girl named Dana and her family in room B-474. The killer strangled Dana's little sister and mother on the bed and then shot Dana to death in the bathroom. Um, I think her father was also shot in the bathroom. Okay. Along with the pool, Dana likes to play in the archives and cargo area and is also heard calling for her mother, which is so sad that That these little girls are like heard calling for their moms. Yeah. Uh, She's also been heard in the boiler room. Two other ghosts that can be found in the boiler room are Grumpy and John Henry. John Henry worked in the boiler room and is there his remains were found. I No one knows how he died. They mm-hmm. just found his remains there. Dang. He is said to be seen lurking between the boiler room and the green room. Some ghost hunters also believe that there's a vortex in the boiler room. Um, a vortex is a supposed area that spirits cross back and forth from our world to the next. So that might be why so many ghosts are hanging out in the boiler room. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Grumpy is one of the most popular ghosts on the ship. He's also known as Grumpy the Growling Ghosts because he has a habit of growling at people. <laughs> he mostly hangs out in a room under the stairs, the pools, and the boiler room. And there's also a suspicion that both Jackie and Sarah were murdered by Grumpy. Oh. I don't know. Hold on. Yeah, it doesn't say when Jackie died. I don't know if they died around the same time. Because mm-hmm. no one, everyone thinks that they drowned, but some people think that he murdered them. Yeah, like a different theory. And then... Researchers don't really know why he growls, but some think that it's just so he can intimidate people. Yeah. So he growls at them. It's weird. Another <laughs> ghost guests have reported seeing is a guest as a ghost that they have named, you guessed it, the White Lady. Another white lady. Of course. Always. Of course. Many visitors and workers have reported seeing a woman floating at the end of a first-class lounge called the Queen's Saloon dressed in a white evening gown. I actually have a picture. Do you want to see? Yes, I'll I do. I'll post it in our Instagram. Okay. It's not the best. This is just what was online. Like, the thing said, oh, there's a picture of the white lady. Mm-hmm. Do you see it circled there? Actually, I think I've seen this picture before. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see it. It just... It's just a white... How I guess you, figure. How, I wonder how they found that because I feel like if I took that picture, I would not. I probably wouldn't see it. Yeah. I mean, ghost hunters will find something and anything. That's true. Spooky. Spooky. Along with the known ghosts, guests have also seen shadow figures and orbs all around the ship. Um, there's been a lot of paranormal investigators that have explored the ship. Is and that they've Megan's had, question mark? I actually don't know. <laughs> I think ghost hunters definitely did one. Oh. And they've all, like, all of them have experiences on the ship. And yeah. a lot have caught different voices on EVPs. Ooh, Time EVPs. to play them. <laughs> EVPs are scary. I know. Like, sometimes when I, like, watch the ghost shows, it's the EVPs that make me, like, Ugh. Yeah, or the spirit boxes. Anything that talks. Ooh. The spirit boxes are, like, I know that that's radio frequencies. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't freak me out as much because it could just be catching radios. Yeah. But, like, the actual EVPs of being, like, Help me. Yeah, those are scary. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to play a few. So this first one, you can kind of hear someone saying flood water. It sounds like they whisper it. I hear more of the water than the flood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that. But I like, I heard the flood, but I mostly heard the water. I heard water. And then there's this one of a ghost saying radio. Ooh. This is going on radio. 
Oh, that's yeah, creepy. Did you hear that whisper? Hold on, I'm gonna play it again. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one is supposedly Grumpy the Growling Ghost. Oh, okay. He's apparently saying not here. Oh, okay. The first the first couple voices are like them, but then yeah. there's like a whisper, not here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hear it. it's like sounds like in the background yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's in the background. Yeah. So there's some of the EVPs. That's scary. Yeah, they're so creepy. The mm. the radio one, I think you can hear the most. Yeah. It's like very clear. This is yeah. radio. Oh, I hate EVPs. Like I love them. They're so cool, but they really yeah. Me out. If I ever heard that in person, I'd be freaked out. Uh. If I ever got an EVP of something, I would shit myself. <laughs> So that's why I don't record things. <laughs> have you ever like taken a flash picture in dark and you are very scared of what's going to happen? Yes. I, oh, it happens all the time. Yes. So the most haunted room on the Queen Mary is said to be room B340, B340 which I've heard of before. I this also, room. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, when Disney owned the Queen Mary, room B340 was a prototype haunted mansion at sea, which I didn't know that That's either. That's cool. Um, the room was wired with creaking floorboards and faucets turning on by themselves. They're not anymore, mm-hmm. but they used to be. Mm-hmm. Smoke and mirrors aside, the room is actually haunted. Apparently, during the 1960s, a man went crazy and brutally murdered two women on the ship. When his crimes were discovered, he was locked in either B-222, B-224, or B-226. They don't know which one. Mm -hmm. The door was locked and a guard was posted outside. Soon the man began pounding on the door saying someone was in the room with him trying to kill him. The guard just ignored him, thinking he was just crazy and trying to get out of the room. Um, But then the man grew quiet, so the guard assumed he fell asleep. The next day, when the ship docked in New York, NYPD went in to get the murderer. But when they opened the door, they found the man had been completely ripped apart with his insides and limbs all spread all throughout the room. That's insane. So, like, he could not have done that himself. Yeah. His limbs were everywhere. Yeah. Another story claims that when the guard opened the door, there was blood and guts everywhere, but no body was found. Oh. So, either he was there all spread apart or he just disappeared. But they're also on a ship. They don't have windows yeah, in those rooms. Yeah, can't go anywhere. Yeah. When the ship set sail again, paranormal reports started coming in from the room. So mm-hmm. everyone was like, yo, something's going on. When the ship was docked and turned into a ho- the hotel it is today, the three possible rooms, this is why they don't know which one it was. They yeah. were combined into one big room, now known as B340. Okay. Yeah. So that's why they don't know his exact room. And then by the 80s, the room was closed to booking because so many guests would leave in the middle of the night. Oh my god. Yeah, so they just closed it because yeah. everyone... Things would happen. They would completely leave the ship. Mm -hmm. The room remained closed for 30 years, but was finally opened back up in 2018, which was three years ago. Yeah, that is not long ago. The room is now equipped with a Ouija board, tarot cards, and a crystal ball. They just they know it's haunted. Yeah, like here you go. They're monetizing (laughs) off of it. Um, And then on the bathroom wall, there's an inscription detailing how to summon Bloody Mary. You know our girl Bloody Mary. Nice. Uh, Guess how much it costs. I have no, I don't know how much. It's insane. $499 a night. Jeez. Just to go get haunted. haunted. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from Queen Mary being a hotel, every Halloween, the ship transformed into a haunted attraction called Dark Harbor, which I have heard of and I really want to go to. I've never heard of that. I like, I kind of wanted to try to go this year, but obviously it wasn't open. Yeah. I want to go so bad. It's, they have six haunted mazes, a 40 theater and live entertainment. 
And oh, I've seen videos. Cool. Yeah, there it's pretty cool. And that place is big, so. Yeah, and it's actually haunted. And it's actually haunted. And one of the mazes is actually inspired by room B340. I don't know if you go through the room. I would assume you do. Yeah. And then a lot of the other mazes are like the names of the ghosts. Oh, okay. So they yeah. have like a maze based off of each ghost. Yeah. So that's what they're getting into nowadays. Dang. So that's the Queen that's Mary. very cool. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't like obviously heard that much about it. Mm-hmm. You should watch. Ugh, you should watch Jane Nelson's video. Okay. <laughs> I didn't advocate for that, but. <laughs> i really want to go that's a place that i really want to go to and where's it at it's in long beach long california beach, california mm-hmm. okay i last time i went to california at, right before the pandemic i thought about suggesting the queen mary but i was with william and i knew he would have never done that oh yeah and we also didn't have a car but now i'm almost 25 i can rent a car so the next time i go to california i will be staying at the queen mary yes do it not in b340 one because it's 500 (laughs) dollars. two because it's really haunted but even if i don't stay there i want to go yeah because other rooms are haunted yeah and so you can just and just see what it is exactly really cool and especially if i go during halloween during dark harbor heck yeah yeah that'd be so fun Mm -hmm. So next week we'll do the movie sets. Yeah. So if you guys know of any haunted movie set stories, send them to us. Let us know. Yeah. And if you've ever been on a set, any kind of set, doesn't have to be a movie set that's been haunted, email us at um, lattesandscreams at Mm gmail.com. Then you can also follow us on Instagram again at lattesandscreams, Twitter, lattesandscreams, Facebook.com slash lattesandscreams. I hope y'all had fun with our stories. Those were fun. I liked those a lot. I really, even though it was really scary researching mine, I enjoyed it. Mine was also very scary. I literally, uh, I mean, before we end this, it's super funny. So I was researching my story and Isaac fell asleep next to me mm-hmm. while I was researching it. And when I was done, I got out of bed and he like woke up and stared at me, but like <gasps> didn't blink. He just stared at me like with his eyes really wide, didn't say anything. And I looked at him and I looked at him for a second, just waiting for him to like move. He didn't move. I said, stop you're scaring me (laughs) and then he closed his eyes and i left the room (laughs) it scared me so bad he like woke up and did that i was like don't ever do that again it was so scary because i was freaking myself out from researching anyway it was so funny that's funny (laughs) oh my god that's scary oh yeah i'd be scared if anyone did that at any time yeah he just stared at me with like wide eyes and didn't blink didn't say anything and i was like stop was he asleep i think he was like waking up a little bit i think i startled him when i got out of bed yeah yeah, but then he woke up after that, and I'm like, oh. don't ever do that again. Suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> huh. All right. Well, don't wake up and not blink to scare people. So. <laughs> don't do it. We can teach you anything. <laughs> and yeah, as always, uh, sometimes the unknown is better left unknown. unknown. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>